appreciate that they're trying to help people who are bad at list making. Mm hmm. But also just let them be bad at list making. Hello, welcome back to the Bestman Benchwarmers podcast, Michigan's own bi-weekly podcast, the best podcast from Michigan. I am your host, Alex, Rebel List Builder, I Hardly Know Her Merrill. And with me is Cody, I'll show you the FO side wood. Hello, how's it going? Today we also have a special guest, Josh, been on the lat train since day one-ish, Richardson. Hello. Hello, everyone. Future Alex here. Brand new microphone and all. All of Matt's audio today was unfortunately destroyed by the internet. So the list that he presented, I'll have to do by myself. Enjoy the podcast. And uh, today we got a couple topics for you guys. Uh, first, we're going to do an interview with Josh. And we also have an entire conversation about building rebel lists in hyperspace extended. What we think is fun to play. That'll be pretty good play. So, uh, we have a recent tournament to go through. Uh, Josh and I were playing in the Fly Better doubles tournament, and it was, it was an experience. Indeed <laughs> right, it was. Josh? Yeah. <laughs> so how was that? List building and all that. There were so many lists that I could have built that would have been degenerate and disgusting, and none of it that I wanted to fly. Well, we can say one thing. Two out of three games we played resulted in a player dropping from the tournament. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we were way ahead of MLB by a disgusting margin. Uh, for those who don't know, this tournament was 150 points per person on the same team, same faction, all that kind of stuff. Played at the same time, four obstacles per team. A little bit more cramped. Uh, we went with a build of a Warthog with Thread Tracers and Saint Council. And what was it? Three Jedi, Josh? Four Jedi. Four, four Jedi. Jedi with four Saint Jedi. Council. Yep. And an arc mm. with Saint Council. Of course, Delta Seven of Jedi. Jousting list. Yeah. Would you say that maneuverability really helped with the cramped map? It did. But mostly the force was just good for all the incoming shots for a defensive mod and still having several offensive mods, especially with the Saint Council, which we can get into uh, on a separate podcast. It's a long conversation for that. <laughs> so, any thoughts for that tournament, Josh? Uh, play four IGs? We systematically took apart four IGs for our first game. That was pretty rough. Um takedown for them. <laughs> um, but I think our list performed as expected for the most part. We didn't get as much use out of St. Console as we maybe could have. Was it just really hard to pass the locks, or was it just because you had the uh, lat passing out rerolls? Oh, Josh forgot it existed. <laughs> so we uh, <laughs> didn't pass them around as much. We got into the groove later on, because Warthog would just take a lock and he'd shoot some 
garbage shot and then just pass it to someone who actually needs it. Oh, because that entire list was all PS3, I'm taking it then. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's, the arc was a 2, but whatever. Yeah. No. And, uh, Sloan Swarm hurts. It definitely yeah. hurts. <laughs> Sloan Swarm and, like, five bombers with bombs. It's not what we, uh, wanted to face. It it hurts trading five damage in the first two rounds for a Jedi and an arc. <laughs> and a bomber? <laughs> yeah, you know, that thing tanked every single shot shot at it in the first round to take any damage. Yeah. And uh, Warthog was off by millimeters in the engagement, so he didn't get any rerolls. It was a rough, rough opening engagement that just got worse. It was overall. It was, it was fun. Yeah, it was it was fun. And for those listening, Kyber Cup is also starting. Today's the last day to submit lists. Currently at over four hundred participants. Biggest online X Wing event ever. Second biggest. Jank Tank was four hundred eighty six. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I still have to join. I could be the one. Do it. <laughs> Josh, what are you uh planning on running for Kyber Cup? Uh, you know, a classic of mine, Han, Nora, Jake. <laughs> this we'll partic- discuss that later on. And indeed we will. Yep, I actually did put the same list in for later on. <laughs> so, so in this particular case, I decided to drop the standard plasma torps on Nora with, and replace them with advanced proton torps little extra threat at range one and Nora ends up at range one a lot. So figured that might be a good way to go. And then you also have room to fit predator on Jake. So never a bad thing. Yeah. Cody, you got anything special cooked up? Uh, so I got two things. I might do just my classic triple silencers with a Santa Jameson advanced optics, blackout fanatical Kylo with advanced pro tough, like extreme maneuvers or I might be taking a page out of Matt's book and do a whisper, but I might do like a decked out whisper with fifth brother stealth device passive Redline, who got a point cheaper because the pro torps got cheaper uh, with advanced sensors pro torp and like a generic inquisitor. And I still have like points to play with that. So I'm still on the fence on what to do with it. You ever considered death rain with thermals? You get two actions. because They're separate things. Might be interesting. I did, but there's just something sort of broken about a PS5 uh, advanced sensors boost 4K, get a target lock, and then shoot a prototype at something. <laughs> Classic. Early 2.0, Cody. Can't quite put a finger on what's so broken about that, though. <laughs> it's hard to pick one thing out of there. <laughs> They're still debating for Kylo if it's extreme maneuvers or advanced proton torps. Yeah, because extreme maneuvers, I mean, with the ability to reposition, boost, barrel, barrel, boost, you could do a lot of really fun things with Kylo. Like, he's probably the most maneuverable extreme maneuvers candidate out there. But the advanced protops really help out in a swarm meta because you can take off a ship a lot easier than you can with just shooting four die, three die attacks. So it's just one of those on the fence about. Fair enough. If I were to join, I'd probably do uh, 
some sort of snapshot Tarani list. She's super fun. I love her. She outputs way too much damage for her points. Until people remember to shoot at her, and then she dies basically as fast as she uh, outputs damage. And I get sad because well, I have no list. But that's the thing. Like She has 8 health. Nobody really wants to just shoot at Tarani. Like, you can just shoot at your other 4 health ships. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to... I'm going to bring with her, but hopefully it'll be something somewhat substantial. I've had five of my own ships get bullseyed a few too many times by Alex <laughs> to not shoot at Tarani first. <laughs> I have railgunned people's entire list before. Oh, fair enough. We might as well uh, move on to the interview with Josh, eh? Josh, how long have you been playing this game? I, uh, I started... Um... With the Force Awakens core set, so 2015. Um, but at the time, all, I was only playing casually, so just me and my one buddy. Uh, we just started playing in the dining room and never really stopped as long as uh, 1.0 went. It's it's kind of funny how into the game we got before we even thought to check out the competitive scene because <laughs> i mean we had i was a rebel player in 1.0 and he was a scum player and we had pretty much one of every ship by the time uh we even started looking into tournaments i mean it was crazy um yeah my first tournament game i uh I bought three new ships and played with all of them in the tournament <laughs> without any excuse. Nice. So hey, I did that you. Once. Yeah, <laughs> I was knocked out the first round by Rack Whisper. <laughs> so I, I also you're still around now. <laughs> I flew a fully loaded Miranda off the board, turn one. And he did not let me take it back. <laughs> He's a Rack Whisper player. I don't think he would. <laughs> As a Miranda player, I can respect that I fly Miranda off the board in tournaments all the time. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't a uh, great showing for the first tournament, but it was it was an interesting experience. And then uh, getting into 2.0, I mean, I I kind of went back to the basics and started flying a lot of 4X wings and uh, eventually transitioned into Han plus 2. And, and after a while, I just kind of got used to flying a wide variety of stuff. And The Rebels are uh, probably your favorite faction to fly still in 2.0. Or did you join the dark side and join the Republic? <laughs> I've come that to love... that stupid CIS list you flew for a while. <laughs> I've come to love all the factions for what they are, but I, I'll i never forsake my first love in uh, Han's faction. <laughs> and I know it was a topic from last time, but how do you feel about Double Fire Spray and the CIS? <laughs> Uh, well, I faced three of them in the Hexile tournament, not including the last round, which was one fire spray and two gunboats. So 
Um, I don't think they are all they're cracked up to me. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. That's fair. That's sort of what we came to the conclusion with last two weeks ago. They aren't Boba. Yeah, they can I be, mean, but it's the wrong one. <laughs> yes. Hey Josh, why are we interviewing you? Because we're friends. I want to interview you because we were friends, Josh. You won Hexiled tournament. <laughs> yes, I did win Hexiled. Um, yeah, it was a 32-man tournament, hyperspace. The list is Hound with fives um, and three Delta 7B Jedi Knights. Solid list. It is indeed. You want to go into it? Sure thing. I definitely um, was not a believer in the lat, as Alex might attest to early on. <laughs> I was uh, I was just super hesitant that 50 points spent on a two-die gun, it just doesn't seem like that much on paper. But uh, after Alex beat me with it, I was like, dang, this thing can do work. So, uh, yeah, basically more or less uh, lifted elements that um, he had kind of talked me into trying out. <laughs> and uh, there we go. It worked out. Can't say uh, I didn't have a couple lucky moments, though, in that tournament. <laughs> At any point, did you ever substitute any of those 7Bs for any other ships? Or did you just be set with the 7Bs? So in extended, I have messed around with um, two seven Bs and an arc flat, um, but I think for me, just having all the Jedi at the same pilot skill and having just uniformity in the list, just it just makes it easier to fly in a tournament. You don't have to get fancy with maneuvering. Um, you, I mean, the Jedi are just so easy to it just point and shoot, you know, and they've got such great dials and such a great ability to reposition and so many mods that it just, it happens to work out a lot of times. <laughs> so, uh, how do we beat your list, Josh? Uh, well, you do what? You do what no one in the entire tournament did except for the second to last round, which is kill the lat. <laughs> First target? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... I think in a 200-point game, um, it's too much to basically give your opponent three double-modded shots around. <laughs> and the longer the lat stays around, the more it's going to just tilt the game. As I was saying about Tarani, killing a 10-health chip, that just, it seems, it feels bad. It takes too long. It really does. And that's kind of the beauty of the list, is it's definitely a catch-22, because... Even once you take out the lat, you've still got the three Jedi, which are a worthy opponent in themselves. But the problem is, it's just if 
you're trying to take those down while they're also getting double mods back at you for free without even needing actions. It's just way too difficult. So, in my opinion, you go for the lat first, and even if you make the your opponent reinforce with the lat, I mean, that starts to limit the dial, limit the action economy, and you're at least um, putting pressure on it. Whereas if you just let it do whatever it, you know, wants to do, I mean, I I can't tell you how many ships I finished off with the lat. It's just, like, the combination of fives and um, just, like, not even having to worry about defensive actions ever because no one ever shot at it, pretty much. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> and I think my second closest game, other than the final, I... Uh, it came down to a full health lat versus a shields down Kylo Ren. And the lat ended up pulling that one out for me. Uh, so. How? How? <laughs> uh, it was difficult. Um, I Like I said, I did not get through this tournament without my lucky moments. Um the first crit on Kylo was a structural, so there's that. Um, I got it onto him at range three, <laughs> with uh, and uh, when since I had fives, I was able to just chase Kylo and store up some focuses and uh, you know snag a lock on him. The last round of the game, I was on four health. And Kylo had a range one shot at me. I rolled my Natty Evade, took three damage, did two in return. So, <laughs> I have to yeah, say that... I appreciate him for uh, jousting when he was probably in the, ahead in points. Oh yeah, yeah, he definitely was an honorable opponent without a doubt. <laughs> and look what happens when you're honorable. Uh huh. Take it out by a lat. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Kylo. So, on to our uh, big topic today, unless anyone else has uh, anything else to say. Okay, so, last podcast, we didn't really talk too much about the Rebels for Hyperspace, and any trends that we noticed. So, I felt like it would be fair to talk about the Rebels. No one's talking about the Rebels. Rebel list building tends to be uh, rather straightforward, to say the least. It's uh, about just... One might say one straightforward. Yes. <laughs> they are uh, relatively high health for their point cost, and, you know, just efficient ships. That's... That is their strength. Don't really have too many aces... Or any, uh, you know, weird movement tricks or rule-breaking tricks, as I call them. They don't really have many passive mods in general. And their swarms are terrible. I also want to add to that, they aren't really self-sufficient. Like, their whole shtick is counting on their partners, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, you get, like, selfless inherently 
know, you need someone else for Jan's ability, you need other people for Kyle Katarn passes focuses, you know, Lorik passes his of reinforce for evades, Jake gives people focuses, Dutch gives people locks, yeah. Both Garvins give people focuses. Very uh, handholdy. So most of them are geared towards that, so you end up not having a lot of support for any other style of play. Gosh, Han is an ace, right? You'd agree with that. More or less, yeah. <laughs> At a large base boost, you're gonna you're gonna that's the best endgame ship. I would I would definitely say yeah. Uh-huh. And other than that, maybe aces, I would say probably Leia, I guess, because she's a five, she has the force, but she can continue to boost. Sure, yeah. And in a stretch, you might have Corrin, it, it, if you have, like, advanced sensors much. That way you can actually try to arc dodge things. But even then, that's not, like, a traditional ace. You're not Vader. You're not... You, you, I would say it's a bad ace, but it is an ace. <laughs> I mean, what other aces do you have in Rebels? That's the problem. Exactly, yeah. You're also going to have to define what an ace is, because everybody's going to have a different definition of an ace. I personally wouldn't consider Korn an ace. He's more of like just a bruiser. Yeah, brawler. He's somebody who, like, he can take some damage, but he's not going to be arc-dodging. He's not going to, like, win you the in-game. I think Advanced Sensor's core is much more of an ace than just a normal core in. I think that's fair. I think that's the caveat. That's what I mean. Otherwise, you have Han, Leia. Yeah. I mean, Luke, Luke and Wedge aren't really aces. Can't really think of many other ships that even have double reposition in Rebels. The A-Wing, but Jake is Initiative 4, so... Yeah. And also, they have to go a specific way. Yeah, you don't have any ace play. You don't have weird movement. You don't have like Star Viper movement or Phantom movement or sitting on a rock, pivoting kind of movement. Boy, Morello, evil movement. The only weird movement thing you've got is dash, and it's like dash is maybe still too expensive? Question mark. No. Absolutely oh, please, not. please. No dash. <laughs> please lower him. I would love that. <laughs> I'd be so happy. I'd be playing Asteroid Pinball all day. I'll give you one point on the title. But I was also going to say any of those YTs that have that title can be sort of like that. Just go over a cloud. Uh, yeah, I guess a cloud, but mostly uh, debris. Clear the stress and still take your action. Yeah, and you don't... Trying to think of a rebel pilot that can give tokens out... In general, uh, like negative tokens, but I can't really think of any unless you have an A wing with like Starbird or something. Yeah, nothing gives strains or depletes. It's, you know, you can slap on uh, suppressive gunner on a Y wing or something. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you don't have new ships and suppressive gunner. Yeah, that that did come out. That is a card <laughs> that could <laughs> strain or de- well depletes people, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm just saying, B-Wings can have jamming beam. <laughs> Meta-breaking. I mean, I guess Z-95s and stuff, and Han have Magpuls. That's silly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, 
you're missing out on a lot of stuff like quad jumpers, you know, put people on rocks, handing out those just the tractor tokens, the you know, starboard slash RZ2s are much more effective than the RZ1s. They actually have a rear arc, so you can shoot them after you move through them. That is nice. Dark 1 Pro Droids, you could jam people if they're range 1 of that. Can't really do much uh, of any of that in Rebels. Yeah, I did just remember, they do have one ship with some interesting maneuvers, and that's Sabine, and like the attack shuttle, or whatever you want to put her in. And that's just because she has Supernatural as a pilot ability. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's exceptions to everything, but it's not a ship chassis itself. It just happens to be Sabine. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's not much Rebels can do with that. And Passive mods. The Republic and the Resistance faction get all the passive mods they want. The Force, Rip. just in general with the Resistance faction, seems to be their shtick. Rebels made a mistake in putting all of their passive mods into one ship. <laughs> Which is Luke. <laughs> and Han. <laughs> I mean, like, Han fits all these categories. Han does yeah. whatever he wants. I get, yep, that's true. Yep. But you also need to build things around Han and not have just Han. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have, like, a, a rebel lat, although that'd be very broken. <laughs> that would be very scary. You don't have, you know, Finn or Rose or Bastion, Jaspava. Do not have any of those? But when you said that, I just thought of, um, like, the sheathapede and, like, the coordinating aspect. And how maybe that's one way that power creep is catching up with the rebels a little bit, where it used to be that you coordinate a ship, so you spend an entire action from another ship to get double mods, and now we have a ship that has passively regenerating charges that gives double mods to other ships, <laughs> you know? And that makes coordinating seem very, like, low-powered next to that, you know? That's definitely very true. Like, the lat being able to... You can even get a coordinate on the lat, so it's passing out target locks, focuses, target lock baits, doing all these other things with it. And like you said earlier, with the lat, it doesn't matter so much if it doesn't get its action. It's by more efficient. It's there to make your other ships more efficient. Whereas Rebels, they do have the Sheathapede, but the Sheathapede's also got 5 health, and it doesn't feel as bad shooting and trying to kill it. Although, our buddy does have a... He does love Ezra, and he does have a way of stressing Ezra while coordinating now, so maybe that'll be the new meta. <laughs> the Gina Moonsong Ezra Sheathapede meta. Hyperspace legal. <laughs> Yeah, and then just the last point I want to bring up is the Rebel Swarms are just not a thing. You have A-Wings. I've seen some snapshot A-Wings, which is a thing, I guess. RZ-2s? They're not. <laughs> you have vanilla 
filler ships with the Z95s, but they have no special ability whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Captain Rax, I guess, is cheap enough that you can spice it up a little, but he's not, uh, not going to help that too much. I mean, not compared to any other faction in their swarms. Like, you're not... TIE Swarm is still incredible. Inferno Squadron. Malrus Swarms are super good. Mm-hmm. Tire Separatist Swarm action that you can add so many different things to now. I think you mean the double fire spray faction. So it's just like, uh, with Rebel List Builder, you kind of have to look to living and being efficient. They're very good jousters. They're very strong jousters. Not many factions have that cheap of like a three attack die ship. That's good. I mean, you have the Kirax, but that thing is so sad. That thing really needs a one straight. Or three hard. I think so. It was only a year and a half ago that Rebel Beef was just tearing up the meta. I said it like a year and a half wasn't a long time ago. I mean, Rebel Beef was a great start. There's another list that I liked um, that had, back when Veteran Turret Gunner was cheaper, you just bring a bunch of Ion Turret Y-Wings and Rebels, and that just did enough damage or walked ships off the board enough that it was very effective. Again, just joust someone. It's hard to kill a Y-Wing in one round. And these things just double tap. And... I was going to say, even if you kill one Y-Wing, you had four more right there with it. I've also seen some of them with, like, Saw Guerrera, so the moment you start doing damage to the Y-Wing, now they're getting double mods on all their attacks, and that's just terrifying, too. Well, the past couple of years, they haven't gotten any new ships. Uh, they got Hot Shots and Aces pack. That pilots didn't really do too much other than, like, Leia. A2SO crew. Gina Loop Moonsong's not lighting things up. But her ability is just sort of... I mean, you just pass the stress. And a lot of ships don't really want that. Just Ezra. <laughs> Let's look at some good hyperspace lists. Each of us brought one. want to talk about... Cody, you're up first. This is a classic list. So I got... I stayed basic with this because I don't know exactly why I completely dropped out of the meta. I also have five X Wings. Like, it's a simple, it's efficient. Um, I put off fours on them, but really, you could change them up a little bit. It just opens up the dial significantly. Uh, a lot of people underestimate the focus into boost with the wings closed. Like, it turns them into a little bit tankier A Wings. But they're really good for blocking. This is a lot of health to chew through and the three die guns, the five three die guns. So if you can keep them in a block, they're going to be really good in a joust. Or you can spread them out a little bit and the ship's pie are not going to get one rounded unless you drive an X-Wing straight into your opponent's list, which you generally shouldn't do. Um, it was around a little bit, what, at the beginning of last year when they... Uh, moved the Blues to 40 points for the first time. But I haven't really seen them since then. Granted, there hasn't been any in-person 
tournaments or anything since March, so. That was a strong gatekeeping list. I don't remember the guy's name, but you saw him at almost every X-Wing tournament, and he'd be flying four or five X-Wings, and he always did really well. <laughs> almost always make the cut. Just gotta fly him. At the Eternal Store Championship uh, last March, uh, the five X-Wings made it to the finals, and I think this was like a 48-man event. And my triple silence was what a win against it, but I decided to have some brewskis with friends, and that was the last time I got to see Matt, Mark, in person, so I'm happy with that choice. Because yeah. two hours to try to chew through what is that, uh, 30 health and 3 die guns doesn't seem that fun. Another list I was thinking that's relatively similar to this. Obviously, you remove all the R4s, and you just have Dutch with Ion Torps, and uh, it, your choice of concussion bombs or maybe like an R4 or dorsal or something. And that way you have a little bit more control on where the people are going with Ion Torps, and just another way to bump up everyone else's attack with the target locks. Just pass out. Do you think that would be a solid replacement? That, like, having another ship, or having a ship get double mods is always nice, especially since it's PS4. Ion Torps at four points is a steal. Getting a four-die gun, yeah, it can only do one damage, but, like you said, ionizing a ship, knowing where it's going to be at next turn, really nice and being able to ionize a large base ship can ruin a lot of days it's really really good with dutch i mean you just you're target locking people anyways so you might as well shoot something very useful with them and again people forget about bombs so putting concussion bombs on them might be interesting especially as the the reload so we can kind of mitigate the continuous bombing so uh i have another list I thought it would be kind of interesting in hyperspace. It's uh, Lando, 9-Nub, and the title, and three X-Wings, because that now fits. So you have three jousting ships, and Lando can support no more. Uh, do Lando things if he needs to, and I-5, large base boost. Josh, you fly Falcons, what do you think? I like it. I mean, I've heard people talk about Leia and 3X before as well, so... I mean, similar type of thing. It's, um, it'd be interesting to try flying it because you could, like, use the X Wings to kind of carve the pathway for Lando to try to stop him from getting blocked, which could be nice. Put them right in front of where Lando's going to be. And if someone wants to block Lando, they have to go through the X Wings first. <laughs> Seems kind of interesting. Don't always have to do a blue maneuver with Lando, too. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but if you're not using a lot of blue maneuvers, I mean, Leia is just the better call anyhow. True. Josh, uh, you're flying a lot of Falcons. How do you feel about the title? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> it is um, Han Ability Light, is what, the way I think about it. Um and uh, it's it's pretty silly if you put it on Han too, because then you get two free rerolls. But <laughs> um, 
Yeah, the uh, I definitely think it's a worthy take on either Lando or Leia. It's uh, it's definitely worth the action if you're taking like somewhere between two and three shots or more. You know, so like if you've got three shots on you, it's definitely worth it because especially if you're Leia with the Force, then. On that re-roll, you have a high chance of re-rolling into a focus or an evade. Then, yeah, I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could have the title. Probably much more useful if there's a lot more ships in the meta. If there's not a lot of ships in the meta, you could always take like a hull upgrade, keep them alive longer, or maybe thread tracers because you have three other ships that would like locks. So that's better for Leia than it would be for Lando because Lando could just give them a lock. Which is interesting other options you can have for the point cost. So uh, Josh actually brought a list as well. It's another all four pilot skill list. Yep, another one. Uh, obviously, same thing, got Garvin there. Um, and this particular one, I put Proton Torps on Dutch. Just for having another four die gun in addition to obviously callus in the art and the VCX and Jake as the focus passer. So you can end up with essentially two double modded four die guns, which, you know, it's uh, nothing to sneeze at, but if you wanted to, you could also ion torps on Dutch as uh Alex, list builder extraordinaire, has been uh, bringing up constantly as a good piece. In that situation, again, you've still got double modified eye shots. One of them is uh, only going to do one damage, but it's going to be ions after that. And then you've got eight more points to, uh, get again, give Jake a couple more toys or even... You know, start putting stuff on Callus if you want to. Personally, I like to keep the VCXs pretty light. I've I've seen some of like Marcel's list from GSP, and while I do like the kind of like funky things you can do once you get a lot of upgrades on there, the VCXs I think just get burned down too fast to uh, invest too much in them. Here's another thing too. Yeah, the eight points left over. You could put the you could put C three PO on the only ghost that will actually roll a die. <laughs> They're really, really saucy. That would be cool, but could. If you wanted to, you could bump her up to Hera. Uh, bump him up to Hera. PS five, and you get to set your dial. Likewise, having extra turrets. Yeah. So I mean, overall, I think. You know, I think both this one and the last one, especially for me at least, are like something that people haven't been flying that might be a little more exciting than just, you know, 5X or something like that, you know? Yeah, your list definitely seems like a lot more fun than flying 5X, which is sort of a... I don't see too much differences between games with a list like that. Right. And I I actually, I had started flying 5X in 1.0 at the very 
tail end of it when it was legal. I was flying it on, oh, what was it? Uh, yeah, it was It was just 5X with um, the astromech that let you booster barrel roll. Retrofit, flight assist, and servo motor. Yep. Right. right. Yeah. It was a great list it, back then. It's a great list now. I played like four games of it, and I was like, all right, I'm ready for something else, you know? <laughs> I will say though, at least with the flight assist, you were able to barrel and boost like right before doing stuff. So it had its own little perks of doing that. And as Alex will attest, I love my barrel and boost. <laughs> I repositioned way too much. <laughs> I kind of miss flying against Flyvax because I was flying robots, and that was a really fun matchup. Mm. They just throw people on rocks and like, whatever. I could sh- shoot everyone and desire them off the board. <laughs> Matt's hyperspace list is a four-ship list. It is Braylon Strom with ion torpedoes and a hull upgrade. Ten Nub with tractor beam, the S-foils, and a hull upgrade. Jake with Predator and Garvin in the X-Wing with Predator as well. Matt emphasized that this list has very good synergy with itself. Jake can pass off a focus to a Brainlin if he needs it, and Garvin can spend his focus and give it to someone else while still having all the options available to shoot. Matt really likes the ion torpedoes on this list. Not only are they very cheap at four points, but they're a very solid control piece. It's very helpful to B-Wings, especially because they move so slow. The tractor beam on 10 nub is also very useful. You are able to block a ship with one of your ships, pull them off with the tractor beam, and still shoot at them, and they're at a reduced agility. Additionally, it might catch medium or large base ships off guard if you manage to get enough tractor beam token hits. Then you can put them onto a rock or something. It's very useful that this list is all I-4 because helps with moving and planning, but also because Garvin can shoot first and still pass the focus token off and still have the most options for all the ships to move and shoot. Conversely, if you don't like the control pieces on here, you can strip off the hull upgrades, the tractor beam and the ion torpedoes, and put on proton torpedoes on the 10 note. That allows him to, with just the stabilized S-foils, do a barrel roll into a red target lock. Stressing him out so he can still get the focus mods on offense with the stress via his ability. Anyways, anyone have any more uh, crazy hyperspace list ideas? I, we tried to go for more of a variety there. You have other ships that are hyperspace legal. I see I see one on screen with Biggs on there. Well, he's not hyperspace. Ah. Spoiler alert. That's a different quest. <laughs> Is Han Solo viable in hyperspace? They took away Kanan. Novice Technician is hyperspace legal. And that is actually probably the best ship he can go on. That's not <laughs> Rack. It's so easy to lisp. Uh, you can put Novice Technician in so many things and actually have it be useful. Novice Technician on Han is pretty fun. <laughs> it's the cheapest R2-D2 you can get on Han. Yeah. It it 
it helps flip over stuff like um, structural, which you really don't want on Han. Right. And if worse comes to worse, you know, you still shuffle your deck. Like, you have a possibility of getting something that's not the structural. That's the only thing I could see viable on Han. Maybe if you stick them with a bunch of cheaper ships, make them not the focus, and try to make them last at the end game. Of all the other Hans available, this one might be the most viable in hyperspace. <laughs> well, besides the fact, yeah, the Resistance one unfortunately isn't hyperspace, which is really sad. Um, <laughs> also, Han Solo is only one point more than Lando, or and two more points than Leia. Yeah, I mean, Todd is super cheap and probably yeah. Rebels' best ship. Yep, I would say so. But hyperspace is kind of weird for him. Because I feel like there's too many ships for him to deal with. Not enough things to make him last as long. I guess you put a hull upgrade on him, that's three points. Yeah, you could even give him the title if you want to get real, uh, real fancy. But. Is there any, uh,. The other hyperspace pieces we want to talk about? I mean, Dodge is super good. Arvin's good. Thane has a place at being just a, a guy who shoots first at fives. Yeah. Oh, th- yeah, that was one thing I uh, I guess we didn't talk about is like an alpha strike. So you you could do um, Luke with proton torps, Thane with proton torps, Dutch with proton torps, something like that. I feel like there's a guy we know who flies this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ed. <laughs> with the reduction in uh, points with the Protorps, can you fit like Jake in that as well? Or is it just not quite enough? I don't think there's enough for Jake, but... Not with you, Dutch. You can fit... Um, I mean, you can definitely fit like, you know, the one where... You uh, give out a PS5 to Dutch. The Swarm name tactics. escapes Swarm Tactics. There you go. Yeah, you can fit Swarm Tactics, which I don't believe fits with the Wedge variant. So Swarm Tactics also not hyperspace, isn't it? Okay. But what you can do is like Luke with Protorps, Thane, Jake, and Dutch with Ion Torps. Of course. Okay. And uh, you have two points left over for Predator or a Turret or right. Master Mac or something. So that's kind of like a halfway point between the Alpha Strike and the Handshakey type classic Rebel yeah. list. For an Alpha Strike list for Rebels, you'd have to do three. That's kind of risky in hyperspace, I think. Especially when none of those ships are that good in the end game by themselves. Other than maybe Luke but that's still dependent on how much you roll focuses. <laughs> the least rolled thing on a die. Fun fact, Luke does roll blinks. I'm surprised if Luke ever rolls a focus. <laughs> Cody, you have an extended list you want to share with us. Yeah, and as I was like talking about this, so I'll talk about my extended list, which is a throwback to the um, old Rebel Beef. So it's got Braylon, Cassian, both of them naked, just config on uh, Cassian. Because that combo is still one of the best in the game. 
It lets Braylon get his double mods. Cassian's a three-die gun. And stripping the stress from Braylon just opens up his dial so he can do anything he wants. Plus, if you need it, Cassian can do a coordinate. Uh, you do lose Leia on this, but that's okay because we introduced Biggs to the list, which I feel like Biggs is really underutilized for Rebel Beef archetypes. It's He's not 1.0 Biggs, but they literally had to redesign 1.0 because of Biggs, among some other ships. <laughs> um, as well as Tindub with the config. I uh, just all really efficient ships and bigs there just to keep the heavy hitters being Braylon and Tinub alive longer. If I was to do something else on this, I'd probably introduce just a simple E-Wing with R3 and FCS because I do think that's a nice little combo piece that can be introduced to list. Um, and but I don't know what I'd take out for it. You don't really have too much in there to do. I'll say I do like this one, even though, like, you expect to see Leia in something like this um, normally. But even without Leia, I, I do think, as long as you have Cassian for Braylon, I don't necessarily think Leia is needed as much. I think it's it's pretty solid. I agree. This is your personal favorite list, Josh. Pretty much, yeah. I, I mean, you can tweak a couple things, but so the traditional Han build, um, again, brought to you by Alex, is just Han with Trick Shot, Kanan, and R two D two. It's it's just a bunch of really solid things you can do with it. We can get more into that, but and then the wingmen are uh, Jake with Predator and Nora with Advanced Proton Torps. Nora in the Ark. In this list, Nora is still the ship you want to try to get them to shoot at first. So sometimes I'll just joust their entire list with Nora, you know, and. It sometimes works out and it sometimes doesn't, but <laughs> well, as we noted, this is Ark Nora too. So yeah, it has a sure. much wider base for it to be uh, range one of someone. Exactly. Yep. You obviously want to get up close with Nora. You've got advanced proton torps, and I think just what I found from flying a lot of Han Wedge, Jake. There are games where Wedge gets his points, and then there are games where he doesn't. Whereas with this setup, Nora just tends to survive a lot longer to the point where even though she's not getting as many good shots as Wedge would, she's getting slow attrition damage over time and just kind of staying on the board with that ability. She's just a bit more of a long-lasting counterpart for the list. And I think... Han and Nora are, and Jake to a certain extent as well, those are like the three rebel pilots which are self-sufficient other than like Luke, you know? So sure. I think it just, it's it all meshes really well for me 
and I've had a lot of fun with this one. So, <laughs> go on about that Han. That's a brilliant Han. Oh yeah, it is. It's built out <laughs> so many times. That thing, that thing rocks. It's it's just so much fun. I mean, Kanan is really, I would say, the linchpin. First of all, force is good. We know that, and just having the ability to clear a stress even when you do a white maneuver is it just opens up the dial to an extreme degree even after boosting which almost makes engine upgrade obsolete just from putting Kanan on there so it's just really quality addition and then of course R2D2 you can't go wrong with regen (laughs) um and uh Especially with the way he interacts with Han's ability, if uh, you do roll a hit on R2, you can re-roll it with Han's ability. So you have another chance at not getting a 3 out of 8 to have to flip a crit. (laughs) And Trick Shot, I would say if I'm getting it off two or three times a game, I'm pretty happy. It's... um, Basically, it just gives you a much more solid chance at doing damage on obstructed shots, whereas most of the time, otherwise, it would just be kind of a wasted shot anyway. So, yeah, Especially the nice thing about that is you bring debris, right? So you can do a white maneuver, hit a debris, use Kanan's ability to remove the stress, get two re-rolls to avoid the crit, of and course. then you're uh-huh. on a debris, you get a trick shot, fairly frequently Han is, action. Han is dash light exactly <laughs> he, he's essentially able to ignore debris <laughs> to a large extent I think people forget that Kanan is, Kanan is 0 to 2 as well so you do something like 4k or 3 turn with Nora and then next turn still do a turn maneuver to stay within range 1 of people Kanan her stress off too right Probably a little bit niche, but it, it yeah, people don't I mean, see that coming. They expect you to do like a one straight. I'll I'll be honest, I haven't even gotten that like fancy <laughs> with it, but that would be so cool to try to pull off. <laughs> That's cool, but also like a Jake one hard so you can like keep closer with the list or like so you avoid blocks if the two hard or two banks wouldn't fit. Yep. Jake is basically the focus feeder for Nora. Instead of the advanced ProTorp, which, I mean, obviously is really nice, would the um, having a hole upgrade on Nora and, like, hole upgrade or stealth device on Han be another way of spending the points? Ah, stealth device Han. (laughs) (laughs) I like having ordinance on Nora just for especially those AC matchups, because it's just a little bit extra punch, you know? In a list where you really only have two three-die guns, you know, it's not a lot of damage output. But that being said, yeah, I haven't tried out Hull Upgrade on Nora yet. That is an interesting idea. What is that, Four, three points, four points? Three points on the uh, one agility ship. Three points. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see anything wrong with that. 
trading out offensive firepower for survivability, you know? And one of my, like, when I'm playing the silencers, just staying alive another round can sometimes lead to more offensive output. For sure, yep. And that's kind of what I was saying about Wedge, where even though he punches harder than Nora, Nora's uh, long-term damage output ends up being more the more she's able to survive. So, yeah, I I do kind of like the idea of that. As far as stealth device Han, I have tried it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Cody special. Yep, indeed it was. Yeah, I was, um, what was I running? It was Bistan Han with all those same upgrades, gain and trick shot and R2-D2. Bistan, stealth device, and title. (laughs) Uh, 120 point on uh, yep yep it is hilariously hard to hit by like two die guns i remember flying it against a rack sloan and i was at range three of four tie fighters and took zero damage i still remember that game i played against uh that Han, where uh, I had like two range one double modded shots against the stealth device Han, and I did zero damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so good. Yeah, so it's obviously, it, it does stuff. It's got potential. Um, one last thing. Yeah. Consider not taking advanced proton torpedoes, doing something crazy like Hondo or Cassian or Novice Technician on Nora. Yeah, I guess Hondo would fit, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would. Cassian's probably not the best option, given your high pilot skill, but it is kind of fun. Yeah, um, and then there's also K2SO. I think, is he still 8? Yeah. He's, he went down to 7, but you won't have enough points for that. He's at 7. Unless you're if, Predator. If I get rid of Predator, yeah. That, that's kind of what I was thinking. So, yeah, there's that. Good K2SO, do a white maneuver and clear it with Kanan. Really inefficient, but you could do it. <laughs> it works for two different ships, not specifically for like on Han. Right. Yeah. You so could, like if you had KS2, K2SO on Nora, it do like a too hard, you could gain in and off. Right. You really needed to. If I did do Hondo, I would hesitate to use it on Jake and Han. Because most of the time, if Hans got actions, he really wants to be taking locks. But at the same time, there's also games where Han is just kind of like perma-bumped and not really moving for a while. <laughs> uh, like in against high ship counts, sometimes he's just kind of sitting next to a debris field and not really going anywhere for a while. So in that situation, it would be okay to jam him it wouldn't really be that big of a deal but as a control piece i could see using hondo to um coordinate an opponent's stress ship and give somebody a jam i actually just flew a game versus some tie advanced which it would have been nice to jam one of those locks off oh yeah i'm sure oh next list what do we got me i brought a bunch of lists (laughs) <laughs> Too many lists. <laughs> so, the first one I want to talk about is kind of what Cody had going with the 5X. Except for 
because they're so cheap now, one of them is Biggs. 5x, but one of them is Biggs. I like this. Right? That's damage sharing is credible in this game. The ability to just kind of spread it around five ships, six all each, you know? Very, very strong. And if they focus fire on Biggs, you have four other X-Wings that are relatively high health then to try to mop up everything after that. It's just pure rebel efficiency and holding identity there. Now, Biggs' ability, just to, as a refresher, that is when he's within arc, he can suffer a hit or crit instead of the ship that's targeted? Correct. Within arc range one. Which is amazing, because I managed to like HLC someone with Poe, and they had Biggs, but he's outside of the bullseye, so he couldn't pull off the attack damage that I was doing, and I was able to actually kill the ship. But he was flying solely because I had to use the HLC. That's beautiful. It's like, no, you're not in my attack arc. So Biggs has two really good advantages. One is he keeps really important ships alive longer. But the other one is he's also really good against like poke damage, which aces tend to like to do. So if you're just taking a bunch of range three scatter shots, you likely are only doing like two damage max. And sometimes like Biggs is going to be behind the gas cloud, so you don't really want to shoot at him. So he sort of saves the rest of your list that way. I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Some turn, another turn longer, just like Nora does. <laughs> yep. So the next one I have up here uh, seemed pretty fun. It's AP5 with K2SO, which is one of my favorite combinations. Two Wookiees. Ace Wookiees, and then Luke with Protorps. So you get a lot of spike damage. You get double modded Proton off rip. You can reinforce and focus with your Wookiee or stop and focus or give one of them a calculate and then they roll up and focus so they have offensive and defensive mods. Just seems uh, you got a lot of coverage with the Wookiees and then Proton Torps are always very nice. And people forget about AP5's rear arc, and that's <laughs> killed a ship before when it shouldn't have. Oh, Josh, what do you think about this? It's interesting. Now that the defenders have gone back up to their rightful price <laughs> at 44 points each, I'm just thinking, what would you be able to get if you could trade those out for just standard X-Wings? And that's just an additional 10 points. Right? So, you know, that's uh, something to consider. But also, yeah, th so the Wookiees, they're a little bit higher priced now that they've gone back up since they were 42 before the last points change. But I do like the combo with AP5. Obviously, we've seen that do well. It's interesting. I, it's not my personal favorite style, but. How many Wookiees have you flown against, Josh? Not many, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> They're a pain. They're a pain. They're yeah. in spaces. They can shoot you where you don't want to be shot at. Mm -hmm. 180 degree arcs are pretty much super death the Jedi. Yeah, it's just, a, it was just a quick... You get a rebel support piece and then you just get pure efficiency. It's 27 health. You know, in four shifts, which is uh, quite a bit, especially when one of the sheath of bead. I'm going to try to change this up a little bit. 
you know, you could change one of those defendos to Wolfaro, and then have Jan, a naked, not naked Jan, but Jan with uh, concussion bombs. But then you have to drop all the concussion bombs because she doesn't have a reload. You can also take one of those Wookiees and turn him to an ion torpedo Dutch. <laughs> That's 44 points still. <laughs> with more of the theme. But yeah, there, there's a couple ways you can switch it up. I just like the spike damage and the Wookiees. Just get it in the way. And it's hard to get through two Wookiees in order to get to Luke. Right. Mm -hmm. What else do I have here? Ah, oh, this one. This is one of my... I like this list a lot. An E-Wing, Gavin Darklighter. <laughs> with three Auto Blaster B-Wings. Gavin with Ion Torpedoes and your choice of R4 Fire Control or R3 and whatever you want. Whatever four points you want to put on them. Ion Torpedo, Gavin Darklighter, and three Auto Blaster Bs are kind of mean. You guarantee that crit, just what you always wanted with Auto Blasters. And B-Wings have no problem getting behind people with the 2K and the 1 Talent. You could also trade out Ion Torps and R4 to get uh, configs on all of them. So then you've got three double-tapping B-Wings all changing a crit. <laughs> that is true, but that'd be a lot of natty dice you're throwing. All you need is one hit on the Auto Blaster, though. That's still going through. It's right. like they're out of but mark. Right. I mean, Ion Torps are just so nice to get the B-Wings behind people. So easy to get behind people when they're only once rating. If you throw enough dice, you don't really need mods. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I don't know, I played this a couple times, and it's actually a lot better than it looks on paper. Those B-Wings just tend to, to tear things up. And they're always pretty close, so usually you can get someone in your bullseye for auto blasters. Right. It's pretty solid for uh, swarms, actually. Also, something most people forget is auto blaster is Renark, so against turreted ships when they're trying to sideswipe and strafe you, they can't cancel those crits. Yeah, Josh, when you three bank with Han, I'm still going to pump crits into you. Huh. <laughs> I don't know, that's, that's an option to do. Gavin's probably a little expensive, 68, in this build, but the B-Wings are pretty cheap. <laughs> Gavin is nine points more than the Rogue Squadron, just to turn hits to crits. Right. I know. It's a little weird. But guaranteed crits with Auto Blasters. You're getting as much as you can out of it with this list, though, so, I mean... If he's going to be good in anything, it's got to be something like this, I feel like. That or Epic, but no one plays Epic. <laughs> yeah. Next one I want to talk about is uh, a list that my buddy flies. And it's very mean. It's Wedge with Predator. Arvel, Predator, Intimidation. Another A-Wing with Intimidation. Blount with Red Tracers and two Zs. Six ships. Two of them reduce agility in addition to Wedge. Uh. And Blount gets an extra die at range one. You got two ships that are intimidating. Two Zs. Wedge. It just hits so hard. And a lot of dice. 
if he can manage to pull off any of the intimidations that are actually taking damage from the Z95s. It's a six-ship list with Wedge. It went down in points. I could fit four more points on this list than I did last point change. It looks like a decent swarm for a rebel list, though. I mean, that's kind of crazy. I never thought it's. It's not that. fun to fly against. Yeah. It hurts. It hits so hard. Throw a wedge in the back. You put the two A wings up in the front, mm-hmm. and you just have Z's and Blount, and it just. That's a nice screen for wedge. This hard to get more than five. Or hard to get better than five ships for a screen. I mean, Blount is a four, so he can thread tracer for everyone but Wedge. So you can get it with Arful, the Phoenix Squadron, both Z's. Right. If you need to. If he's not, a, if he has no ship at range one of your ships or something, you know? I would even think about um, trading Predator on Arvel for another thread tracers, just in case. I was considering that. But blocking people with Arvel and then also getting a reroll is super good. It typically, you're shooting the ship that you're at with Arvel, so you can't actually Thread Tracer them. But I was considering putting it maybe on like the A-Wing or another, well, another C or something just to get it for the other three ships in the list. Right. You have two left over, basically. Yeah. Yeah, this list is, uh, it hurts. It's not a Cody, what would you do if you saw this list? Uh, stick to my corner. <laughs> Have you come to the rocks, hopefully? What would you do with, like, triple silencers? I'd just try to get the flank. Have you bite on one of my ships and have that ship run away while the other two flank? Put a normal uh, swarm strategy, I guess. Fair. Because, I mean, it's a nice screen. And those Zs don't die unless they're taking range one shots. If you're just taking pot shots, like it'll take too long to actually kill a Z95, and you aren't killing an A-Wing taking pot shots. So it's a lot of dipping in and out. It wouldn't be a fun game, I'll tell you that, though. Because <laughs> you make one mistake, you uh, take the bait once, or you go into the kill box, and you're probably going to lose a ship, even with a silencer. It's not what you want. No, if you get blocked, then it's game over. Josh, can you take this with Han? I can try to not get blocked. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's gonna be a hard road. <laughs> but yeah, it would be an interesting game for sure. So I think this is the strongest rebel list I made so far, so that's why I'm asking. And the last one I have is because we love Kyle Katarn so much. So I had to make a list with him. Hakatarn, Title, Gin and Engine. Luke with Proton Torps and two other X Wings. That fits. It's a jousting list. You can give Luke uh, an evade. Because he's my Luke and he doesn't roll focuses, so at least he can live this time. I mean, Kyle's pretty solid. You can actually take a lock with an X Wing and pass him a focus. It's just really just synergistic with everything. Yeah, I mean, if you set it up right, you, you'll have double-modded Proton Torps, a double-modded shot from Kyle if you take a lock, and a double-modded X-Wing shot. Another 3-die gun, even if it is just single-modded. 
a lot of offensive firepower I mean, coming at you. If you have two, you have two focuses with Kyle Katarn, by all means, take the target lock. Right. Double by three, three die attack. You don't have to pass that focus. It's just straight rebel uh, point and click. Matt's extended list is Leia in the Falcon with engine upgrade, shield upgrade, and the title. A 72-point wedge consisting of crack shot, proton torpedoes, and R3 astromech. And Jake with starboard slash and predator. Leia and wedge are rather self-sufficient in this list. Jake can pass wedge uh, a focus during the movement phase. And he can use that to roll up with a proton torpedo in the first engagement. Wedge is a very strong alpha strike list that can hurt many, many ships. You don't want to be Whisper when Wedge is uh, shooting a proton torpedo at you. Additionally, Leia is a very strong flanker, being a really fast ship and a large base with a boost. Her force means that she is very flexible with her actions as well. If she's not being shot at, she has a more accurate shot when she digs a target lock with the force. And with the Millennium Falcon title, she can reroll any of her dice, and that helps if you get a focus result. The only problem with this list is that Wedge tends to be a really large target, especially if he's not getting a lot of jousting support with Jake and Leia. But typically, because of his ability and his, him going first, he can definitely punch above his weight. And I think that concludes uh, the rest of our lists. Is there any other noticeable... Notable, I guess I should say, uh, extended rebel ships that you think of, that you guys can think of. I still think the generic E-wings have a place right now. They aren't like going to be defenders or anything, but I don't think they're supposed to be. They're just supposed to be like a decent offensive firehouse, uh, like powerhouse, I guess. Like they're always going to have double mods if you have FCS. 54 points, you get FCS on two ships. Which I don't know with the swarm meta if it's actually a place, but definitely in a three or four ship meta uh, environment, then it has a lot better of a place. Yeah, I mean, they have enough health and maneuverability to make it through three and four ship lists for sure. Does anybody think the K-Wings can be making a comeback anytime soon? I know they had their moment with Barrage Rockets. and oh, yeah. I I love Maseki. He's so good. Um, man, it's really hard to justify putting the like 52 points into him with uh, Perceptive. But he can support ships really well. Wouldn't fly him. <laughs> but a uh, lesser ship count meta, he could be pretty solid. Or if they release a new Rebel ship that needs a focus to operate very effectively, that might be an option. What if they do something that's on their, uh, oh, what's the loadouts called anymore? It's the squad body thing. Give them a system slot. So you could have a trajectory simulator K-Wings? Yep, because Asagi has it on his uh, card, doesn't he? Oh, no, that was a that was a quick build that we did in a tournament that had Asagi with trajectory simulator. That's what I was thinking of was quick builds. That was super fun. Yeah, uh, K-Wings, they can be solid support pieces. 
obviously Jan is super good. Uh, you know, it's not like anyone's going to run the Rebel TIE Fighters. Those aren't going to do, do too much. It's, Sabine had a moment. Not in the TIE Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was with the four Wookiees. Oh, yeah. Intimidation. Yeah. Boosting TIE Fighter. And there's too many ships in the meta for anyone to fly dash proper, so that sucks. He should probably just go down like 50 points. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Make it cheaper than pigs. It's fine. I will just throw into the K-Wing conversation. I I think they're still too expensive. And I know it's getting... They're getting pretty cheap. Like, Miranda's 40, but um, I just think with all the slots they have and with everything that you need to put on them to make them like actually good, it would be okay to drop them down a couple more, few more points. Have you ever considered just wanting running like one of the base ones with Sabine the thermal detonators for 44 points? That's really dirty. Just choose people to get strains and then also tractor them <laughs> or get a stress and then take a, know crit and all that kind of stuff that might actually be fun i haven't thought of sabine with thermal deaths before yeah i mean especially because you're dropping two bombs you could use her twice that's a lot of triggers for sabine <laughs> that's not good but you know 44 points feeling spicy add diamond borons and i have a 49 point really scary k-wing that has to draw fire from other people and that's a quarter of your list did you guys see that clip where the ZZ got one-rounded by bombs? No. Oh, it was beautiful. I think it was, like, what, Friday night? Yeah, and, like, the ZZ 5 shaded over a K-Wing, got hit by a bomb, got tractored over to another bomb, and took, like, two more bombs and took a direct hit to die. Anyways, I think we're uh, running pretty long on time right now, so that was a very solid Rebel conversation. You should get some sort of ideas from that. You have the basic ideas of how to build rebel lists. We gave you a bunch of them. Some outliers. Good pieces. So much content. <laughs> Is there uh, anything else anyone has to say anymore? Before I just end it? I would just say thanks for having me on, guys. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> thanks for like displaying our logo just gratuitously all over the mat. <laughs> Anytime, anytime. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Bestman Benchwarmers podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can email us at thebestmanbenchwarmers at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at MIBenchwarmers. Thanks for listening.